1: Welcome to Believe in 76ers, with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow, and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag.
0: BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league. Including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf, Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty. That's B L E A V five zero to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard, Eric Snow and my brother, Tasia Dash. Last night, we had 15 games last night. I think it was like one of the first times in a long time. There was all, all every NBA team played last night. And I thought that was amazing. It was, it was like March Madness last night being able to watch all the games. <laughs> it starts
2: too that I hadn't seen that.
0: Yeah, right. That was crazy. Both
2: games started at the same time.
0: Um that it, was cool. It, it's cool too I mean, what the NBA is doing. I mean, whether whether you're voting red or blue, whatever. Uh, it's just cool that, you know, the NBA is, you know, allowing, you know, n- no people to have the excuse of, you know, uh, you know, watching NBA games or, you know, uh, you know, having to play in order to, you know, allow everyone to go vote today. Um, for and, and use
2: some of the facilities for voting. So exactly. true.
0: yeah. So Pretty cool uh, that we're, uh, we're getting to, to do that with, with the, uh, the NBA and allowing that for people to go vote. Um, and last night, uh, you guys, both you guys had uh, at Phoenix last night, and um, the opposite happened. So I, I like the reverse jinxing that way. you yeah, guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was different, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Well, you, you guys both have guys kn- weren't there. I mean, you know.
0: Well, in the beginning. Yeah, like, I wasn't there. Like, you know what I'm saying?
2: Team. Like It wasn't a team, Yeah. Chris went out the first couple minutes. And, well, it's more than we had of Harden, I guess. The Harden-Paul thing was pretty easy. And it was out. Yeah, I just thought I thought that that was a um, tough one from a style of play, and I wasn't really – and I, did, I also didn't expect Joel to play. I didn't he mm. would play. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I but I did say I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Like usually. Win's <laughs> a <laughs> win. To win. Yeah, I was wrong on um uh, who, who was that before? The Knicks? The Knicks wrong yeah. on that game too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Starting to see a trend here with you guys, though the opposite keep continues to happen with uh with, with the with the picks. So yeah, hopefully keep the reverse Jason going. Yeah. I, I like the reason it. why I'm not betting my money.
1: <laughs> We're definitely not gonna go and win the championship this year. So <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> actually I actually bet on the Sixers last night with uh with the Saints. So I ended up losing my bet because I had the Saints with the Sixers. So uh oh, Yeah, I was pretty upset by that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Um, but as we mentioned, so the first topic tonight, uh so after a heartbreaking loss on Friday to the Knicks, that was that was a tough one. I thought we we should have won that game. But um our Sixers rallied back with an outstanding performance uh from Joel Embiid and everyone's MVP last night, George Niang, with his uh, seven three-pointers um, to be the Suns in dominant fashion. I know they, they were without Aiden for a little bit. They were without CP3 uh, for pretty much most of the game. But when CP3 left, I think we were up 17 at that point when he exited the game. So we were handling mm-hmm. them with CP3 in there for a little bit. But um, after the, the M- game was
1: over – played well.
0: Yeah, he did. Um, sure. but a- after the game was over, MB has said, now this, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies season is over the or season begins now. He was, he was making a joke, but uh, I saw some people on Twitter actually took that seriously, were upset that he was uh, taking the first two weeks off, which is people don't understand humor anymore, I guess. Um, but uh, how important was uh, last night's win over the Suns for our team's uh, confidence?
2: Well, I mean, I think it was important. I think that any win right now, the way the season's going, um, you need a win from that standpoint. I think you needed a win with Joel coming back and James being out. Hmm. So I think, um, and on top of that, you need to win your home games. We all know how hard it's going to be on the road. So hmm. I think the accumulation of those different things was the reason why we got to kind of start getting the rhythm here and and hopefully win more and start getting some separation from the middle of the pack or the back of the pack wherever we are.
0: Cajun, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what were some takeaways from, from from you from last night? The Niang game, man, that was that was awesome. He just
1: launches them, dude. It's so funny, too. He's one of those guys. He shoots it wherever he catches it from. doesn't care. And I think he's a – I mean, honestly – I'm saying if he catches it, ah, he shoots it from
2: there. Most guys need to gather a little bit. So, that's what I've kind of – I don't know if he does that all the time, but I know um, last night he was doing it. Mm.
1: I think if you, like, clone Niang and you had uh, one Niang shooting from the free-throw line and one shooting from threes, I think the three-point Niang would win. Like – he looks so much more comfortable taking threes and free throws. It's 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 a great. I I love it. Um, I love it because he doesn't get fouled. That's why. Um, but yeah, awesome victory. Um, we were really hot during that game. Like Niang, they got within three. I was like, oh great, here it is. It's the tides turning now, and this game's going to go the whole other way. But he literally like propped us up at one point. What was it at one point? Him and Embiid scored twenty five straight points for us between those two. Mm. Like that's that's crazy. Um, I thought we played great defense on Booker. He got bailed out of a lot of plays with fouls. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually thought they were going to do the point of emphasis on offensive players jumping into defensive players and that being an offensive foul. But I guess not last night. Uh, He was jumping all over the place. I thought of a lot of BS calls, but whatever. I think we still played him great. I love love the physicality. Um, I love the confidence. I thought it was a great 1st Hardenless. Harden-less plus Embiid game. Um, looking at that game, though, without Harden, question for both of you guys, what do you guys think some of the differences are with, with and without Harden in there? So that's, that's the first Embiid, no Harden game we've seen. Um, I think the biggest difference
2: is, um, I mean, James holds the ball more.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, and you he but that's sort of how we play. Um Yeah. The ball moves the ball
1: movement fast. That's
2: what I was trying to say. Like um the ball moves more or another versus another guy that holds the ball less but shoots more. Like you don't know, it's kinda like which is better, which is not.
1: Yeah, we were much, I think, faster overall, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, because Maxie pushes the ball. But it was, it was less I've always said.
2: I felt that he should be the primary ball handler at times, even when James is in the game. But that playing faster doesn't necessarily mean Maxie has to have the ball. Like, you can throw the ball up the court to play fast. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just – finding the balance of how they want to play when everyone's there. And I do not think that they found that.
1: With all of them together on the court. Yes. No, yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I, I think we look comfortable whenever one guy is. we look more comfortable as an offense. We're not better, but they look more comfortable as an offense when one of the main guys is out. Because it, it just opens up the rest of it for everyone else. Uh, Tobias to letting it fly. Dude, Last two games,
2: it's just it's just not
1: enough. It's not enough possessions. I know, I know. But we
2: knew that going in. Mm-hmm. That's why I was. I've always said, like, I don't. How are you going to determine these possessions?
1: So, oh well. Bias: fifteen shots and eighteen shots the last two games. So he's doing what we wanted, which is just letting it go. And I was looking at his his uh, stats, man. So he's attempting the most threes per game in his career and shooting the highest percentage. From three in his career, um, his point his points per game is the, lo- the the lower than his career average right now, but he's also tempting the least amount of shots in his career right now since no, not career since 2015. I think he's like averaging like 11, just over 11 shots a game. Um, but while James is out, I, I think good prop bet. I think Tobias over on points. I think he averages 20 plus for the next month. People um, uh, know about that. No, you don't think so. Shooting, shooting seventeen times a game, though. No Joel there. If he if he keeps his attempts around fifteen to eighteen, yeah, 80. I don't
2: know. I think I think Maxie pulled back because he wasn't, he didn't shoot a high percentage.
1: Yeah, I think he's still trying to shoot twenty plus times a game. Maxie, you are saying yes. And was but even, even with, with even with that, I I still think Tobias can get sixteen to eighteen up. No, James, wanting to. I, I I don't. I'm not sure that he gets. I think he barely gets fifteen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, it was very encouraging yeah, because the shots that a lot of the
2: shots that he's getting aren't putting him on the free throw line.
1: Yeah.
2: Although I love when he tries to play bully ball, man. He, yeah, he, I mean, he I'm t- just saying, like when he gets to the free throw line, that's when you start getting that 25, 30 point games. Um, but if it's just field, just attempts, even if he's shooting at a 50% clip you know, 17 shots still won't have you at
1: 20. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 7 to 15. Three, making three threes. Yeah, three threes and a couple free throws. Three You'd have to throws. get those. Yeah,
2: I'm just saying, yeah. like guess.
1: Yeah, he'll be in his classic Tobias 17 to 19 range. Um, But he keeps shooting almost 50% from three. If mean, he keeps sh- taking six a game, that's three a game. I mean – he looks great, and I I just love when he plays bully ball when he knows he's got someone either a smaller or inferior guy on him. He he knows how to take advantage of it, so it's not Yeah, it's he not does
2: good he score on the little guy, smaller guy rather.
1: It's nice yeah. to see when he gave when he gave that shoulder to uh, to Lee. Yeah, that was good. he he knew <laughs> he's like, man, too little a little dip in he went that way with it. I love,
0: I love that.
1: That <laughs> was awesome. wow.
0: Well, and B towards the end of the game, I don't know there was like that, the three possessions in a row where Tobias did post up on him and B was the one who fed him the ball down there. He threw it yeah. right back to, to Tobias. He wanted him to, to dominate or take advantage of his opponent. Yep. I noticed that. But the thing that was, I mean, Eric kind of alluded to it, but like the fact that we won this game, but Maxie having the awful game that he did have, four of 18, I think like 11 or 10, 11 points last night. I mean, that's, to have that kind of game and still win by 12, I know they were obviously out yeah, with Aiden for a little bit in, in CP and then uh, Johnson, but, like, the fact that they had – I mean, we won by this handily with that. I mean, bench stepped up. That's the thing. I mean, we haven't had the, for a lot of big part of the season. The bench hasn't really stepped up, and this is what we kind of saw last night, at least, Niang um, being a big part of that. Um, and- While well, hard's
1: out, though, we're not going to win a lot of those games if Maxi shoots like that. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen. The Niang's not going to hit seven threes every night. That's not just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But Melton looked good again. His defense, dude. His defense is even his on-ball defense. I knew he had was good at deflection. I think he leads the NBA right now. But yeah. his on-ball defense is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like he just he stays on people, and he do he can get up there, man. Like he blocked uh, I think one of um, Booker's uh, shots.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It was just nice to see having MB last last night because, like, if you look at that Friday game and Eric, um, I don't know if you noticed, at the end of that game on Friday it was like we didn't know how to handle those possessions. We were just coming down there just like doing shooting quick threes. We were up, that's why that, that lead started to evaporate real fast. Those possessions were awful at the end of that next game when we were, we had that like eight point lead just evaporate so fast.
2: I mean, I don't. I mean, I just think it's it's tough because it's like. And that's why I go back to our brand of basketball. Because when, when like when you're down, people are like, you got to shoot quick. Sometimes you got to slow the game down and you got to get good possessions to get you defensive balance, to be able to get stops, to then be able to get the easier opportunities or opportunities to leak out or play, um, get easier baskets. But it's like when things aren't going your way or a team makes a run, we'll do something where we'll take a quick shot or we'll do something. And it, it's almost like it's deflating for everyone when something like that happens. And then you see all of that emotion fall. And then before you know it, boom, eight zero 0 run. Mm. Um, so I just, I think it's a combination of things and not just, you know, quick shots and all this. I just think it's when, th- when teams go on the run, what are we going to do? Yeah, we I know we okay we go through Joel, but are we going to go to Joel at the three point line? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Um, and I think him not being completely healthy or ready um has something to do with, you know, when things, you know, us stalling out a little bit at times. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Did he did he look uh comparatively to what we saw for the first week of the season, did he look better to you? Last he looked night. better. He looked better.
2: Um, I still think that he's not where he wants to be. I, I think he could say that, but he did look better. Um, he looked quick on his feet last night. He, he looks better. I I still wish he didn't fall as much. Um, but but he did. You know, he did get a falling coach, like I said, or something like that, right? Yeah. A falling
1: coach. <laughs> It's like, a, it's like a stunt man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, landing coach or whatever y'all call him. Yeah, that should be his nickname, actually. She really should be um, his nickname, a stunt man. Um, so
2: I just, I just, it's almost like, and I know it's kind of early, but it's like he was a back to back MVP for two two straight seasons, and that dominance kind of started early and continued. Mm-hmm. Got to get back yeah. to that. Mm. is what I'm saying. And I don't know if the injury or whatever, you know, he's, he's, yeah, he's a really good player and it
1: shows, but is he in anybody's MVP early MVP conversations? No, I would say no. not right now. No, I'd say, I mean, on our team, probably at this point, Maxie is. So if he's not there, then this, you know, that's, that's where the expectations were. That's why we're in, that's why we have early trouble right there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I did think he looked. I was happy with his defensive uh, movement last night. He was all over a lot of shots. He didn't block all of them, but he smacked the backboard. He made his presence known. It's almost like a um, uh, uh, not getting a sack, but like a a, a quarterback pressure. You know, he he had a lot. He had a lot of pressures last night where his his hand got in the way and it obviously impacted the shot itself. He didn't block it, but a lot of those were misses off the backboard.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. So, the, the next topic here this is something that got blown up on um on Twitter. Uh, I had people like fans of other teams messaging me yesterday that this article. Um, but uh, so it was good to have MB back on the floor uh, and to beat the the West. People Mets, were messaging you this. Yeah, I, I have a few friends from uh, working in Lansing who are big Pistons fans who like this like to stir up stuff. Um, they sent me this article. Um, <laughs> so there, there's some drama coming from Philadelphia media, and I know everyone always has problems with Philadelphia media all the time. They like to stir up stuff, but Philadelphia beat writer Keith Pompey published an article that insinuated some strife between Embiid and Harden. Uh, the quote that raised a lot of people's eyebrows, complete speculation, was, quote, he's mostly been out of sync and had poor body language while playing alongside Harden this season. And my biggest takeaway from this was... Who's was the quote from? The quote was Pompey writing in this based on what he's, what, what he's hearing around. What he's seeing. He's seeing what he's hearing. Um, my biggest argument with this quote and the thing that's getting blown up by other NBA Twitter accounts is that MB has looked off in general this season, not just playing alongside Harden, he's looked off in general. Um, so my question to you guys, what, what do you guys think of this quote and, and just this kind of uh this article that's being blown up by a lot of people who just want to have problems with MB and Harden?
2: I can't say I've seen it. Um I've seen him his body language of Maxi's taking quick shots. I've seen that. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't if I was, to, if, if to me, if it happened, I wouldn't make it a James Harden thing. I would say a style of play thing. And usually when I've kind of seen him do it is when we've taken quick shots. But in my career, playing and watching a lot of big guys do that if when they run the court and guys take quick shots yeah that's like every guy big guy i've seen have i've seen do that seen the best of it i've seen shaq do it. i've seen all kinds of guys do it i've seen the Kimbe experience the kimbe doing it so i don't put much weight into it i mean, i don't i don't i don't put much weight into it's no different than a guard complaining if a big don't get out and help on the pick and roll like yeah I don't I mean he he's there and he's you know he probably sees things and I think that he probably has someone that's telling him this in in my opinion for him to go and write this I don't think he writes and says this just by what he thinks he sees with his eyes I think somebody's telling him or confirming this I think I believe is a source for somebody telling him, confirming this story to him, or in agreement with him.
1: Because
2: to me, is really no reason for a guy to go out on his own and write this article, in less than ten games into the season. Yeah, if it's not something that was previously thought, or uh, somebody wanted to stir up something. I, you want those I, I, You want those clicks? Yeah, it's just really not. It's, it's not necessary 10 games into the season. It really yeah. is. And word. James not playing. Like, it's really not necessary.
1: The good word for it. Unnecessary. Yeah. No. He's done it a lot before. He's a big fan of drama. Um, it's funny because.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know who he is. I don't, I don't know. Um, I can't say that I've read it in his articles. Sure, I have. I, I read articles. That I'm, I'm sure I have read his articles. So I, I don't know. I don't know him. Basically, I don't know him personally. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't, you know. So he, I just think for whatever it is, he has his reason. Whether he believes it, whether he thinks he's seen it, in my opinion, he has some
1: confirmation from somewhere in order to write it. Wouldn't that be unnamed team source? They love putting that in there.
2: Yeah, but I don't think you want to say that right now because then you've you've taken then you're the, really blowing it up. That's what I'm saying. Then you're taking it away from this and putting it on the source. So not all people are talking about, oh, somebody in the Sixers is talking. Then that's the story. Mm. Yeah. It, but it's in my opinion that someone is you can have a you can have a conversation with someone. And they'd be like, "Oh, I see. what I agree with that." But they didn't say anything. They just agreed with what he said. That's not a source telling them. He said it to the source, and they just agreed. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm thinking he's getting some confirmation from somewhere to write that eight or so games into the season, because you can't you this, this right here, and James has missed games, and Joel only played four or five games. You you can't draw that conclusion.
1: They all they've all even played is, together this year. That's,
2: a, that's what I'm saying with everything like is three going games on. together. You can't, three, you, three, can't, three. you can't draw that con- conclusion with the amount of games that they've played with each other and everything else has been going on. If you don't have some knowledge of something before, or someone's telling you something, because this is something that has to come from practice or scrimmaging or some or training camp. This just can't be three games yeah so I'm just saying if this is the case it's something bigger and it's coming from somewhere else and it usually is all the time if somebody's writing this like I'm thinking his editors look gonna be like like you writing this about the Sixers already this is just how you feel because you're risking, yeah. you're risking credibility saying that when well, you risking losing those guys them dudes shutting you out like I'm not talking to this guy Mm-hmm. You gonna get a quote. You get a quote when I'm talking to the general population of the media. If you're a beat writer, or is he a beat writer? I don't know. He's an inquirer guy, isn't he, Tasha? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you you still got to talk to these guys for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it, it, I thought it was very interesting wording too. It was very clever of him because the statement is not false. He's just tying them together in a sentence that makes it odd. Because I broke it down. Mostly out of sync and poor body language. Yeah, Embiid has had, yes. He has had poor body language and he's been out of sync this year. That statement is true. And he also plays alongside James Harden. That is also true. But to make it because of, that's the part that it's like, well, that's the part I, I speculate. So did he say because of James Harden while playing while playing alongside Harden is what Harry worded it. That's what he means by it, but he's being very clever in the wording of it. Well, okay. he well he's he's saying that so he can defend it either way. A hundred and ten percent,
2: yes. Oh, I, I, didn't, I said he had a, I, I didn't say that because he, I was just saying, and he's playing alongside. Yeah. I'm, he just, I'm just saying people back. in the past have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he, 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 he plays with Harden. <laughs> But if I but I know what you're people if you're just glancing at the article, or they can gather that and put make that a headline um to get clicks. Yeah, I mean I think it's it's a clickbait.
1: You know how much I could throw I started substituting out Harden for a million things, right? Uh and beat has been out of sync and had poor body language while with his wife and, and kid. But, and beat has had poor body language out of sync since playing with PJ Tucker. He's had poor body language and out of sync this year with Maxi. Because D- that first statement is true. Anything else that he's done this year? Anything is different for this season. It's true. Like you, it's you, all you could true. It. You can use it for everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you could say and Bean's had poor but,
2: body language. But I language, think I think James. Had a thing easy, I think on Philadelphia. I think James is the easy target because he's James Harden and. James might have had a history of, you know, especially in other cities, Brooklyn, of maybe you being able to say this is the case.
1: Yeah. It's easy easy target. Yeah.
2: I I just think, I I think. um,
1: If you put George Niang in there, no one would click on
2: it. Yeah. I I just, I think (laughs) that it hasn't been, we we haven't seen enough. If this is going to be the case with the Sixers, um, I don't think it's going to be a secret. Yeah. Especially with Embiid. Embiid hasn't. Uh, I don't I, I know what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to be a secret. I think it's going to be, I think we'll be able to tell. And I think that um, going forward, um, it'll be hard for us to win.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, look, Embiid's been, if Embiid were perfectly healthy, there were no questions about foot, leg, anything sick, then I'd say there's a little more to it. But he has been injured and sick, and Embiid's been known to wear injury and sickness on his sleeve. He, he's pretty obvious about him dealing with something. I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying it, but uh, we'll see. Um, and he always was kind of distracted by that stuff. So to automatically be like uh, Harden, Harden did it. It's like, oh man, come on! Isn't that? You hey, just never know. I mean,
2: he could also have um, the writer could also have a beef against Joel. Well,
0: that that's something that got brought up. So I was kind of going through like the Twitter comments because it's funny because now Sixer fans have a lot of Harden fans, like Harden just like fanatics who are now Sixers fans because of you know Harden Harden. fans. Yeah, um, and they were like upset, like oh, of course, uh, Embiid's got another beef with another player, but Jimmy left him. Uh, Ben wanted out. It it, it, it seems like oh, Embiid's a problem. And then Embiid Sixer fans, normal ones, were saying like, look, you don't, you guys are new to the Sixers. Um, Pompey and Embiid have had kind of spats back and forth before where like he'll ask him a question and Embiid kind of like sarcastically uh, responds back to him based on an article he's written in the past. So they've, they, they have some kind yeah, of... that's they, that's they, what they, it
2: is. They, 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 yeah. that I don't think that this is exactly what it is, but that has something to do with it.
0: Yeah.
1: So, man, that's all we need right now too. Great. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, what's even worse is that Harden's not playing right now. Right. Good timing for this article. Harden's not playing and he can't basically defend himself with his play on the court. Mm-hmm. So now we have to wait a month being like, well, what, is, it, is it a problem? Is it really a problem? We haven't seen them play in a
0: long time.
2: Yeah. yeah and, I, don't and, think player, I don't think the players
1: are, are worried about it. Yeah.
0: Nah, nah, hopefully not. And watch this go 18 and four without Harden. And then he comes back. If guys going to
2: have issues, they're going to have issues because it is an issue. They ain't going to have issues because somebody said
0: it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Embiid's a type to Call that out too. If he has the next presser, he has with Pompey. He's a type to Call that out. So um, if he gets questioned more about this article,
1: um, I'm sure they'll ask him about it. Someone will.
0: Yeah, I was looking to see last night. They asked him about it, but I I, I couldn't find anything about of him a, responding back to it or asking being asked that question. Um, but yeah,
2: uh, I mean, you
1: know, you know B writers. It's it, interesting. B writers will be right.
0: Let me ask you, Erica, because this is something that I, I, we're obviously not from Philly, but like I've seen so many comments before from certain so just fans online saying that nobody hates Philadelphia players more than the Philadelphia beat writers and and or the Philadelphia reporters, and nobody hates the Philadelphia reporters more than the Philadelphia fans. I mean, is that like is that just kind of a known thing that like the, the reporters are just kind of gonna like stir up stuff in the Philadelphia, or is that more, in that city more so than others? They 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 look for things to kind of blow up out of proportion.
2: I don't know. I had a good relationship with our beat writers, even yeah. though people didn't like them. Um you know, Phil Jasner and Stephen A were the main two. Um class personified, that's why. I mean, they they weren't always kind. You know, they didn't say everything nice about me. Um, but they were always nice and respectful in person. Um, but they also let me if I had something to say to them, I said it, you know, because that's that was the re- relationship was established. Mm-hmm. But um, I never felt like they were picking on me. They're out to get you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I never felt that way. Where it's like, well, you probably have some radio hosts. It's like once they get on the guy in Philly, they own. Only- the- that's their thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's their thing. It's like no matter what you do, they're gonna. You know, if you have a great game, then they're gonna talk about the game before that you didn't have a good one. You Nashville know what I'm saying? I
1: didn't do that. Too, that's
2: like know. their thing, and I never felt like my beat writers in Philly were like that. Now, other guys may feel different. I'm only speaking for my experience with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I just think everybody, everybody had a situation where a beat writer, if he's doing his job, he's gonna piss everybody on the player to, on the team that's playing off. Mm-hmm. It's, so- it's gonna happen if he's doing his job, because no one's perfect. Um, no one likes anything. So it becomes down to is he making his accusations based or his conversation based on how you playing? Um, is it personal? Is it attacking your character? Um, I never I was never put in that situation where it was anything other than basketball. Um, and they had their opinions and I didn't always agree with their opinions,
1: um, but. It was some positive there, too. You had AI soaking up all the non basketball stories of that's why. <laughs> now
2: that you know what i'm saying like a, a lot of times with ai like on the non-basketball stories it wasn't even really the beat writers it was other people
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's true you know people that don't even come in the locker room that's for the most part i think most guys have a problem with people that do not come in the locker room won't show their face don't come to practices don't come to games didn't have everything to say what? was
1: Stephen a pretty active and present
2: Stephen is, is exactly the, the way he is right now. There. Yeah. he has not changed a bit. No, by the like going was he
1: always there? when he go yep. practices? Okay. Yep.
2: yep, always there. If you if you if you if he said something you didn't like, he would you pull him to the side and be like, "Yo, dude, you know what's going on?" He would hear you out. He'll say whatever he got to say. Um, my relationship with him was the fact that he did not shy away. He did not write an article, and say this and that, and disappear. The fact that if he said something that you quote unquote didn't like, he showed up um, for you to say whatever. So that's why I think he has a relationship with so many guys because it's yeah yeah. at least in my time of playing, I don't know his relationship with these guys playing right now. I know in my time um, that was, that was the main reason why, because, the one thing that guys didn't like was people to write articles and disappear or not be around. Um. So, but he was, he wasn't like that. Yeah. And then, you know, then the AI thing happened and, and that brought him attention nationally and he took it from there, but he's a talented guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah he yeah. works hard. Oh, yeah.
0: So he, oh, yeah. he, he
2: worked for everything that he got.
0: Yep. hundred percent. Yep. Um, the the one thing in my in my football show because um, Jason used to play with uh, the Eagles um, and he talked uh, he talks about Howard Eskin being the one that he always heard and that, that 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 was the name that most players on the team just couldn't kind of stand.
2: Yes, but you know it was Howard wasn't the guy that really got on me as much and I know was another guy I think that was like I was his guy I don't, I don't even know his name. Um, but Howard, yeah, a lot of people didn't like Howard. I never had an issue with Howard. But Howard came around all the time. Came to all the games, showed his face. You can say whatever you want about him. Uh, <laughs> so I've seen Howard differently. But most people, a lot of people didn't like Howard. And I'm talking about fans. Fans, I mean, they would bring him out. On the court. Like, he would get booed. Like, <laughs> um, but my, in my experience with him, I had no issue with him. Um but I seen it differently by a lot of other people. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but how Howard, Howard was the most popular radio guy mm-hmm. when, when I was playing. And he was a you not know, AI in and, and Howard, or even Coach Brown in Howard. Um and they had some
1: disagreements. I even hear Maury in press conferences. He's got a different tone when he talks to Howard, completely different tone. Did Howard still
2: around? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh man.
0: <laughs> he's still on the radio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, no, he, he he still has spots. No. He, he, was pretty, he was pretty big during the whole during the whole Simmons stuff because I remember last year he was getting played on the radio a lot during that.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, how was it? He was funny. <laughs> I'm gonna have to call him. See what he's trying to start up.
0: See <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sure> what he <laughs> thinks about that Pompeii report. Uh see what he thinks about that Pompeii report.
2: Let's <laughs> we'll see if I even have his numbers still.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so the, the last topic here. So um the Sixers have two a couple of days off. Um the next game uh will be traveling to Atlanta to take on the Hawks Thursday night. Another NBA TV game, 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um Hawks off to a strong start this year, seven and three, and a four-and-one record at home. <laughs> Um, so my question to you guys, who do you guys have? And this, I don't know the spread yet, but who do you guys have and why on uh Thursday night against the Hawks? Hawks are going win.
2: Now you really mean that? You just <laughs> trying to reverse jinx it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to reverse jinx it because okay. I'm with my picks this year. Well, um, no, I mean if I'm being serious, like um now now hold on, they're just they're to good. You
1: at know, uh Trey Young was just out with a shin injury. Um, he's, that probably the lion probably won't be on on the board till they know he'll play or not. Yeah, but they just beat Milwaukee without him.
2: Without him, yep. Um, they're good at home. If Trey wins, it's going to be tough. I mean, they're. I think we lose there and come back at home and beat them.
1: Yeah, they're playing really good ball. Um, different teams, but it was interesting. I looked in last year. We played them three times. It killed them by twenty eight, and the next two games were two point games each. Um, the game they beat us, they were without Young, Capella, Herder, and Gallinari. All of them were out, and they beat us that game. And we were fully stocked. Uh, which is, I um, remember that game. Yeah, just it's inter- interesting. I think it can go either way. I think it'll be a really, really close game. Um, I'm hoping we can carry out the momentum and win. I think it'll be a nail biter within like three points or go either way, man. Uh, if I have to pick one,
0: I say they win at home. No, no carryover effect from his dominant win against Phoenix to Atlanta I mean,
2: yeah I just think it's tough to win down there three I points is pretty good going, going in there everybody's having you know you know treyum, he plays he's had three or four days off
1: um tough I mean look Doc did say we've been focused and in intensive practice which is great everyone's locked in um yeah I'd love to continue that and and, and have it you know go on to Atlanta but it's not an easy game. Um, they're at home and you know, I, I, just, I just,
2: but I also think not having James is gonna show his face more so on the road.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh Tobias averaged nineteen last year against them. So
0: we'll see what his player prop is because I might go over. And maybe Paul Reed get some more uh, minutes in that game. He, and uh, Doc actually uh, spe- mentioned that uh, Paul Reed has spectacular performance on uh, last night. I was going to mention that earlier. He looked.
1: That's one thing, too, that l- last night, without the Harden aspect of it and be back, the rotations, I liked them a lot last night. I think they were really – Doc and the staff did a really good job. And, yeah, man, Reed deserves more minutes. You got you to play him. It's easy to do that
2: when you take James out. So I'm saying it's easy to manage those rotations and Daniel house is out too. So unless, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's just you know, easier. That's all I'm saying from a rotation standpoint.
0: Yeah. And, and, and Trez didn't play uh, at all last night. So that was, the, that was the Paul Reed switch. So yep, Paul Reed provides that energy, that the defensive spark, man. So, yeah, see. We'll see, but uh, yeah, we'll see about the game on Thursday. Hopefully we pull out the win in Atlanta, but um. We'll see you guys Friday for uh, well, an aftermath at Atlanta game. So uh, everyone, make sure you go vote tonight. Go vote. All right, guys. See you guys. Later.